Welcome to The Way Home with Laura Smith, the show that brings you wonderful guests, helpful advice, and uplifting stories. The Way Home, live inspired. Here's your host, Laura Smith. And it's a brand new uh, week and time for some interesting conversations with fascinating people. I love to do it. And um, my next guest today is someone who's been on my show countless times over the years, actually, not just on the way home, this show, but in many other iterations of programs that I've had. He is a dear friend of mine who happens to be one of the top astrologers in the world. And he has written many books on the topic, Mindful Astrology and Astrology for Wellness. He and his wife, Amy, have written an astrology cookbook even. But this past week, we went into what is called Mercury Retrograde, which for some people sounds like a foreign language. And for other people who understand and study uh, the art of astrology, know what that is. We're going to talk a little bit about it because I know there are some people that are always asking me, what does it mean when Mercury goes into retrograde? Well, hopefully... Monty Farber will be able to help you with that. And to help you nutritionally, I would like to uh, recommend the wonderful product, Balance of Nature, Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule. They sponsor the program and we are grateful to them. And I am so grateful to be on the product. You've probably heard those commercials a lot here on the station talking about actually they're just real people that call into the company to give their stories about how the fruits and veggies are making such a huge difference in their lives. And what you kind of hear across the board are stories of people feeling more energetic than they have in a long time, uh, less uh, body aches, more mental clarity, uh, uh, just a greater sense of wellness, uh, because good nutrition is just that. It's it's what fuels our bodies and our minds. You have to have good nutrition. And we all try to some extent to eat healthy, or at least most of us do. But no matter how hard we try, we never really attain the 10 servings of fruits and vegetables on a daily basis, I think, in its purest form, the raw, like in a raw fruits and vegetable, not something that's had all the vitamins cooked out of it, which I tend to do sometimes even myself or saute it to death um, so that it tastes wonderful. The fruits and veggies in a capsule takes all that guesswork out of it and the shopping time to what it would cost and uh, do to put 10 servings on your table per day. It really, truly is remarkable. And thousands upon thousands of people have benefited from the wonderful, just the, the volume of fruits and vegetables, but also the variety because it's 31 and nothing else is added into these capsules. It is nothing but the produce. It's just food. When people say, well, I'm not sure I'll have to ask my doctor if I can take it. I always say to them, it's food and nothing but food. There is nothing added in a laboratory on in any phase of the putting the fruits and veggies into the capsules. So it truly is remarkable. I feel like it has done more for my well-being in the past 10 years that I've been taking it than almost anything in my life. And so by all means, if you would like 35% off of your first preferred order and free shipping for time to come, then you put Laura into the promo code. That's my name, Laura, L-A-U-R-A. Put it into the promo code at balanceofnature.com or call 800 2468 751-800-2468-751. And when you're speaking with the person on the phone, again, you put Laura into the promo code. That way they know that you heard it here on the way home. And when we come back, 
you'll hear from Monty Farber. We're going to be talking about astrology and all sorts of interesting things. Don't go away. It's the way home. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, it's that time of the year, or at least one out of four times a year, that the dreaded, well, so-called dreaded, we'll find out if you need to dread it or not, Mercury retrograde has taken place yet again. It happened last uh, week on May 10th. And I found it so funny. I brought it up to my new boss, my new partner on the air, uh, John Zimney, and I told him something and I said, well, you know, Mercury's going into retrograde, so we're not going to do that. Then we better do it now. To which he said, what is Mercury retrograde? And I was kind of astonished. I thought everybody in the world talked about Mercury retrograde. But of course, no, not everybody knows what it is, what it means from an astrological point of view and a world event view. So for that, I bring in what I think is probably my most frequent guest. He might get the the frequent flyer miles on the way home with Laura Smith and many other iterations of what my show has been over the years. Monty Farber, who is a world-class, one of the ultimate astrologers in the world and he is also an author uh, a tarot card uh, creator and along with his wife who they have created something absolutely beautiful and magical and enchanted it's called the enchanted world of amy zerner and monty farber but monty's here today because we want to specifically tackle mercury retrograde for those people are hearing about it Uh, like John, for the very first time and want to know what that means. Monty, thanks for coming on yet again. It's my pleasure. And uh, always remember that the stars incline, they do not compel. So, So when you talk about Mercury retrograde, yes, it's a time when you should be aware, more aware than normal about uh, anything involving communications. But it's also if you do, if you're if you're not more aware, then it is time to beware. So it's either be aware or be or beware. That's, oh. that's about. okay. So focus, zoom in on things. But for a lot of people, maybe who just aren't heavily into astrology, which is actually a science. Sure, it's something that. Um, there's a lot of different things that are attached to its meaning. I mean, I found it absolutely remarkable that during this past week, when the Mercury retrograde started on May 10th, McDonald's was actually doing a national uh, push about Mercury retrograde. And yes. And they were actually giving, they were giving specials on certain items. And they also actually were giving, tarot card readings i'm not sure to whom and how they were doing it with all of the customers that they have on a daily basis but they were doing it in honor of mercury retrograde so i said okay this is truly mainstream i can have this on my radio show because a lot of people think it's wacky talk but it's a real thing oh yeah okay so remember in mythology mercury is the wing messenger like the ftd symbol is is the guy wearing the hat with the wings on it mercury is all about communication and Mercury is the planet that's closest to the sun. So here we are on Earth, and we're looking at Mercury. And every once in a while, as you said, four times a year, 
uh, Mercury appears to be moving backwards in the in, uh, when applied to the zodiac, which is behind it. And astronomers as well as astrologers will say that Mercury is in retrograde right now. And, and it, I know it sounds like Mercury is in Gatorade, but it, what it actually means is that from the Earth, it looks like Mercury is going backwards, but it's not. And we know that. Um, and what it means is, is that communications are more screwed up than normal. Because as everybody knows, communications are always screwed up. But it's just during a Mercury retrograde, um, it, it is a time when if you're going somewhere, check your plans, make sure the person you're going to see is going to be there. It's a time to make sure that when you sign something, you've read it. <laughs> you know, because people like blaming Mercury retrograde, they didn't read the contract. You know, so it, it's like everything in astrology. You can predict using astrology, but you have to be a very, very good astrologer to predict. Astrology is basically a psychological language. But it, for prediction, you got to be really good to do it. Did Is it true that, uh, like, well, it's, it's an ancient science for thousands of years now, correct? Well, it's the science of observation. People have been looking at Mercury retrograde for a really long time. But, you know, people have... Oh my God! It's you put two astrologers in a room, you get three opinions, and and there's people that talk about the shadow of Mercury. You know when it goes back to where it was when it started going backwards. You'd be driving yourself crazy. And the stars incline; they do not compel. I know I say it a lot, but people have to realize. Here I am, an astrologer, right? And it's a Mercury retrograde, right? And it's a lunar eclipse on Monday, and I'm having a cataract operation on Monday during a Mercury retrograde because I know that in my chart, it's not a problem. Also, I'm a great believer in Western medicine. I don't think anyone should use astrology as an excuse, and they should not let it interfere with their life. If you've got something scheduled, do it. Just be careful. That's all. Okay, so in Mercury retrograde, some of the the things that people are are inclined to attribute to it are uh, you might be tardy, you might find yourself running late, um, obstacles that were unforeseen. So you have to give yourself plenty of time. That's one of them. Is that true? Yes, it is. But at the same time, it's a great time for anything with the word with the uh, letters R.E. in it, like uh, retrograde has R.E. And the symbol for it looks like a little prescription, but anything like resurrection, repair, uh, redo, you know, it's a great time to redo something. It's a great time to do something that you planned before the Mercury retrograde. Um, I'm actually going to be buying a washing machine. I don't know if I'm going to end up having to buy a second washing machine, you know, or if it's going to, but I'm going to be really careful about picking the right washing machine when I buy one. Well, so that's another uh, thing that's commonly attributed to Mercury in retrograde that you're not supposed to buy large ticket items, things that are electronically involved and things like that. What does that have to do with a planet? I have no idea. I think it has to do with the the, uh, the fact that you have to sign a contract and agreement because anything with regarding signatures is, is related to Mercury. Mercury is cu- communication. Mercury is the ruling planet of Gemini, right? Gemini is the twins, the twins in the womb talking to each other. A lot of twins have their own language. So Mercury is all about communication. So anything that involves um, signing something, uh, lis- listening to someone talk. It's a great time to make sure that what you're saying is what's being heard because a lot of misunderstandings happen during Mercury retrograde, but not to people who are careful. It just means be more careful than usual. That's- right. So pay pay attention to the details, right. crossing the T's and dotting the I's and, and such like that. Um, what about 
I, I had a friend who got engaged during Mercury retrograde. And I remember thinking at the time, I probably shouldn't tell him that maybe he should wait until afterwards. And so I didn't say a word. And sure enough, he went out and literally, but I can't even tell you, it was the most expensive wedding ring or a proposal ring that I'd ever heard about in history. Really? And sure enough, it was about a month after the proposal, everything was reversed and they, they ended up breaking up and. Oh my God. Well, they, yeah, were, and, they weren't careful. You know, once again, I, I see I, my, my book karma cars came out in 1988. It's been going since then. And it's all about the basics of astrology. And I've written other books about uh, astrology, mindful astrology, astrology for wellness. And it always comes back to this. You cannot let astrology rule your life. Um, in, in the case of, of your friend, they weren't careful. They should have, you know, people were afraid to revert, you know, be the runaway bride or, or, or to say, you know, this isn't really going to work. But they knew. They must have known. Uh, even, even though, you know, that has a lot of centrifugal force once you start a wedding going. But they right. could have bailed before. I know people who've had that also. But I was born during a Mercury retrograde, so I have it in my chart. Everybody has a chart. Chart looks like a pizza with 12 slices. And, and the toppings are the different planets and the cheeses are the different signs. I'm getting myself hungry. And, and so, so somewhere in your chart, in one of the slices of life that are the 12 slices of an astrology chart, Mercury is retrograde. And it is not wreaking havoc, but it is affecting whatever planets are in that house and plus by angles. But once again, um, your free will is more powerful than astrology. Astrology is like the spice of life, but you can't live on spices. You, you, you have to be. I see. And so that's so interesting. So what is the point then? What you've been studying astrology your whole life. You are an expert at it. You've written these books, Mindful Astrology and Astrology for Wellness. and all, Your whole, a, a lot of the amazing products you have at the Enchanted World are based on astrology. So what's the point? Why have it? Well, it's a great psychological language for understanding yourself and understanding your strengths and your weaknesses so you can compensate for your weaknesses with your strengths. As a psychological language, it's good. And the astrologers that are out there that approach it that way are, are good. In terms of prediction, you have to be really good. Like Theodore White predicted this cold uh, spring that we've had. I don't know if you've had it where you are, but we've had a really cold spring and he's an astro meteorologist, but he also knows astronomy as well. William Stickover is very good for world events. He predicted this whole crypto thing that's going down right now. Um, he, he wants people to hold on because he thinks it's going to improve. There, you can predict using astrology, but it's mainly a psychological language for understanding yourself and the people around you. I'm working on a book right now that's going to teach everybody to read their own pizza pie. So, so that's, so uh, that's how to, to to read. And, and for a lot of people, it, it's a fascinating thing for other people. They think it's just a lot of baloney no. and for other people, they actually think that it's something kind of evil, but, but it is a science, correct? And, and there were even the, the farmers of your used to look to the stars because yeah. for all different things, correct? Oh, yeah. The farmers know about reality. Farmers are, are really smart and they know when to plant. And, and you know, planting by the moon is ancient. And astrology, I, I mean, the moon cycles were the first calendar. They were the first timing thing. They, they would look at it happen and they know that the animals were going to come back. The trees were going to bloom again. Um, but 
once again, you don't live your life by astrology. You use, it's like a tool. We, you know, you, you, you can't use a hammer for things that a hammer doesn't work for. Astrology works for a lot of things, but not for everything. Okay. Well, that's good to know. And so while we're talking about astrology and your books and such, you have so much going on with your wonderful wife and partner. Uh, you are the dy- dynamic duo. If I ever saw the more, more prolific team of creating of art. And so for people who may are, be hearing this for the first time, the enchanted world is right. if you, if you Google it, you're going to go there and see Monty and Amy and, the work that they do is just incredible. Amy's artwork is award-winning, absolutely beautiful. She makes uh, fashion. She does art on fashion that is sold in the number one highest couture houses in New York City. And and Monty, you you write such incredible, beautiful books. Okay. Um, they're, they're so deep in wisdom. And I have to say, following you on a daily basis on social media is such a great thing. So many people, including myself, hundreds and hundreds of people um, follow you and you write the most amazing things based on your knowledge of astrology, also based on the fact that you are an intuitive and you do that also for a living. Are you still doing your predictive work with your psychic work? Well, I've stopped doing readings for people because I'm working on this book, teaching everyone to, to do their own charts. And it's taken like 10 times longer than I thought it was going to, because I'm trying to take somebody who is interested, but doesn't know anything about astrology and explaining it to them in a very practical, easy to understand way. Because one, I mean, sometimes astrology works in the sense that like in 2013, we saw that we we're going to be going through a rough patch from our publishing. We saw it coming up in the stars. And so we opened a little store for two years. We did it for two years. And then, then just like we thought, the book business came back and we had all these book deals. And, you know, that's astrology is useful for things like that. And it's good for helping me understand myself and, you know, shaking off. Everybody has to shake off their childhood every day, practically, because we're all, you know, no one's born a genius or no one's born uh, emotionally intelligent. That's that's another thing about astrology. One of the most amazing things is the sign that was on the horizon at the moment you were born is how other people see you. And so if you've ever wondered why people don't get you, uh, the rising sign is the reason. That's why mindful astrology has been doing so well. It's actually in TJ Maxx, which is, you know, that's like McDonald's doing Mercury retrograde. You know, I was in TJ Maxx and there's mindful astrology staring me in the face. And we go to TJ Maxx all the time. So, so I mean, astrology has a lot of practical aspects, but I do not blame anybody for thinking it's nonsense because most people think, it's just dividing the world up into 12 signs. And, and you know, you can't say that everybody's going to win the lottery today. But no, everyone, the chart is done for the moment you take your first breath and you ingest that hologram of, of the subtle energies that the planets are giving off at, at any given moment. And then that's your pizza. Your pizza is fixed. And then the planets keep moving and they make angles to where they were. And that's enables prediction. But you got to be good to do that. You, uh, I, I, it hurts me to see so many people, oh, my God, Mercury's retrograde and I can't do this and I can't do that. Because you can. You just got to be careful. Yeah, you just have to be mindful. And like, you know, when you write your letters, I know I've back and forth. I've done it myself all week long and people have done it to me, sending me incorrect times and dates on things. And those are just the like little effects, I think, that do happen. And so it's just a matter of paying attention, being aware or beware. 
Exactly. That's that's the key. And one of the things for this particular one, based on the uh, the sign that Mercury is in, is people that you thought were going to answer you like three weeks ago are answering you now. Because things that were delayed, oh, my God, it went to spam. And oh, oh, I didn't know that, that, you know, that's happening to us. I don't know if it's happening to everybody else. But I, I seem to be getting, oh, you really wrote that? I didn't see it. Um, so Mercury retrograde can actually be an improvement in, in communications. And it depends on the individual person's chart. You yes. Know? Yes, I've also heard it said that during a Mercury retrograde that people who were maybe you haven't haven't been in your life or something, they will return in that time. That can happen. Once again, anything with re, return, you know, resurrect, anything that you can think of that starts with re, read is a good one because you should be reading a lot. Um, it's not the best time to initiate stuff. It's a great time to follow up on what you've already initiated. Because a lot of times people get stuff going and then they're like getting stuff going and getting stuff going. They don't spend the time that they need to really do what they have to do to make something last. So Mercury retrograde has its uses like the eclipse. The eclipse is coming up and everybody and it's happening on the day. Yes, it's happening tomorrow on Monday, correct? Correct. It's happening on Monday. And as I said, I'm getting a cataract operation. I'm not going to I mean, you know, it's so hard to get a doctor's appointment nowadays anyway. Uh, and and so the other thing is that um, when think about what an eclipse is, the sun in astrology represents your purpose, your ego, the moon represents your emotional intelligence. And in a uh, lunar eclipse, which is what's happening tomorrow, the earth gets between the, the, the moon and the sun. And so what is the symbolism? The earth is practicality. The earth is where we all live. So it means practicality gets in between your emotional intelligence and your purpose and your ego. So you have to make sure that you do not allow, be so focused on your purpose that you don't treat your emotions as if they're just your emotions. And at the same time, it means you should not just let your emotions um, rule your your purpose, your ego. Don't you know? People will have an emotional reaction and they'll do something, say something, not do something that screws them up. So, so eclipses are, are, are an invitation to become more balanced and to realize that you do have emotions and you do have a purpose and you can't let them work at cross purposes to them. There's a lot of logic to astrology, but there's also a lot of superstition. And believe it or not, I'm not a superstitious person. No, in fact, you're extremely, extremely, um, you're, you're erudite. You 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 know your topics so deeply. Sometimes I have to read your things a couple of times because they really are packed. They're packed full of a lot of deep knowledge on something. And I really, to get the fullness of it, I have to read it a couple of times because you go way deep into it. You have so much uh, knowledge um, in, in all of these sciences and arts as they were, as they are. Very kind. I mean, a lot of people see lunar eclipse as a dark night of the soul where people feel unprotected and vulnerable. Yes, it can be that. But once again, we are in control of our lives. Um, I, I, I sometimes get very upset because people think that astrology is evil. It's not evil. It's like saying that psychology is evil because that's what astrology is. I mean, some people do think psychology is evil, I guess, but I, I don't. Right. So they're just tools, as you said. And so these are times for that. Just in a real quick, broad sense of where that we are in the world right now. Um, I think you were talking about things happening that kind of did happen this past year, just uh, some tumult in, in, in many ways in the world. 
do you see uh, just by knowing astrology the way you do and and looking at the charts of the world and things like that are we are we going to be okay <laughs> that's yeah, kind of a big question I no I think we are okay I mean Jupiter and Neptune, Jupiter in, in, in your chart is how you grow, how you expand. Jupiter is the biggest planet in the solar system. So it's all about, it's good luck. It's, it's actually the good planet, um, the planet of good fortune. And it's been exactly on the same degree as the planet Neptune. Neptune, like Neptune's trident, Neptune rules the ocean, just like Neptune ruled the ocean in mythology. So you have good fortune on, on, on the ocean. And the, the ocean reduces us all to this little flotsam jetsam and and when it pulls when you stand at the edge of the ocean it pulls the sand out from under you so neptune and jupiter together can be really good fortune that can be undermined by being too emotional like the ocean so it's that's why everyone's been so confused of late and so over emotional about what's going on in the world because there's always wars going on in the world but yet some people have been just so emotional about what's going on and now Jupiter has just, just, just gone into the sign of Aries. Now, Aries is the god of war. You know, Mars, Aries were the two names of, of the god of war. So you would think that uh, it, it's going to mean there's going to be more war. It, it's possible. It dep- depends on where it falls in the charts of the nations involved, because nations have charts as well as people. You, you know, for like we have, we're going through what's called a Pluto return. Uh, the United States, um, because our chart was was cast in 1776. So Pluto takes around 240 years to go around, 246, I think. And so we are, you know, it's like when Obama said, we're going to fundamentally transform this country. That's what a Pluto transformation is, fundamentally transformation involving whatever. You know, nobody ever sees their own Pluto return. Only a nation can. And if you look back in history, a lot of nations have transformed fundamentally, like Rome became uh, with the Caesars, you know, went from being a republic to the Caesars on its second Pluto return. So there's a lot of good that's going to come. There's a lot of change. These are the interesting times from the Chinese curse. You know, may you live in interesting times. This is definitely an intense time because the planets are bunched up. The outer planets are bunched up. I think we're going to be okay. Maybe I'm a Pollyanna, but I, I, as an astrologer, I think things are going to, well, things are okay for us and, and we're part of the world. Things are okay for you. You're doing all kinds of great, wonderful things. I know lots of people that are having a, a really great time. Yes, it's very rough with um, the stock market and, and cryptocurrencies and, 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 of course, the wars around the world. But sometimes things, you know, you got to let off, let off steam. Things have to be, the fundamental transformation has to happen, and it doesn't happen easily. And at the end of the day, as you said, you are the navigator of your own ship, regardless of what's going out in the world. You create your de- destiny, and, you know, and with your faith and, and whatever your belief system is, and, um, you know, for me, it's God. So, like, those are the things that you keep in perspective in your own life in order to, to create the type of outcomes that you hope for and you do your absolute best. My guest is Monty Farber. He is a half of the duo of the enchanted world of Amy Zerner and Monty Farber. They have an entire shelf at uh, Barnes and Noble that literally is nothing but their books on everything from astrology to wellness, uh, 
tarot cards, karma cards, things that have been in publication for so many years and being completely redistributed again because they're so popular that people cannot get enough of them. So Astrology for Wellness is one of his books we talked about today and Mindful Astrology. Monty is spelled with an E, so Monty Farber, M-O-N-T-E, Monty Farber. You can go to theenchantedworld.com, correct? And Yes, and uh, anything else before we let you go here? No, I just just want to say in the Bible, it says, and the heavens declare his handiwork. You know, so I I know the Bible well. I studied it actually in high school, believe it or not, or on our English class, and there's a lot of truth in the Bible. Uh, Astrology and religion are not incompatible because anyone who is an astrologer who thinks that astrology is more powerful than the spirit is wrong. And once again, the stars incline. They do not compel. And it's not my own saying. It's from Ptolemy, who you always need a spit guard on your microphone when you say Ptolemy. But he's <laughs> one of the original astrologers from back in ancient Egypt. And he knew that we are, our wheelhouse, we're in control of our wheelhouse. And if you want to say God is in control of the wheelhouse of the ship, yes. I, yeah, because you're on the ocean with Neptune. Okay. And if you want to hear more, once again, theenchantedworld.com. Monty Farber, always my one of my all-time favorites forever and ever. Follow him on social media and The Enchanted World and his wife, Amy Zerner. You will just, you will not ha- ever get through all of their incredible information and, and beautiful things that they create together. So by all means, Monty Farber, thank you. Much love to you, my friend. Love you too, Laura. You're the best. I appreciate that. You're listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. Well, when it comes to things your body's telling you, there are some health symptoms you should never ignore. And research uh, research has shown that during the pandemic, up to 40% of women reported that they skipped preventative health services and routine checkups, myself included, not proud of it. Uh, But joining us to discuss and update us on the many health ailments that women may not want to ignore um, are Dr. Nkezi Azaye and Nurse Barb Dean. Thank you so much for joining me, both of you. And I'm so happy to be at least on the other side of this pandemic for the most part and and happy to report I'm going back to the doctor. Many of my friends are as well. But um, you must have seen a lot, uh, doctor, I would say, of women skipping these appointments and you too, Nurse Dean. Oh, yeah, Laura. Laura, I'm so glad that you talked about this with your listeners because it makes it easier if we all are honest about it. It's understandable that we didn't see our healthcare providers during the pandemic. First of all, we didn't know what we would find when we got there. Would it be a safe environment? And many, many women delayed their annual physicals, their pap smears that screen for cervical cancer, their mammograms that screen for breast cancer. So Laura, you're doing such a great service in talking about this. But you know what? A lot of women also delayed seeing providers for those other kinds of conditions like those vaginal yeast infections that never seem to be going away. Mm-hmm. But today, right, it's May, it's Women's Health Awareness Month. So let's turn that around. Let's start to focus again, like you are doing, Laura, 
on your own health care. Absolutely. And would you both say that it's probably okay? I mean, it's okay now. People are back at the doctors. I've been there myself and the waiting rooms are completely crowded and, 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 and full again, but it actually it makes me feel happy, um, you know, because it was that was such a hard time uh, during the pandemic. So you're, you're seeing people feel safe to go back now. What were some of the health conditions that women tend to ignore? Let's put it that way, that they they probably should not. Well, no matter what time, what we're going through, a lot of us like to ignore our symptoms. We just hope they go away. And let's face it, we're busy. We have a lot of things on our plate. And then sometimes we ignore them. We hope they'll go away because they're very personal. They're very private. And it can be embarrassing to talk about, especially when it comes to a vaginal yeast infection. But if you're suffering with that, you're not alone. In fact, 70%, that's seven out of 10 women will have one incident of a vaginal yeast infection during their lifetime. And half of us will have multiple um incidents. So don't let fear and embarrassment prevent you from talking to your healthcare provider if you have anything that you're concerned about. Right, right. And I know I um I know women who get UTIs and things like that. They're, they're different from the yeast infections, correct? Yes. So a UTI is a urinary tract infection. And, um, but remember, everything is kind of in the same general area. And so one can impact the other. I see. Okay. So, um, Tell us, uh, update us, because these are the types of things I know they're very frustrating um, for a lot of women and and they try different remedies, so to speak, some of them natural, some of them uh, prescriptions and such to help with with these types of issues. But um, are there any updates and advancements, anything new we can turn to um, if we have uh, Dr. Azier, um, any of the symptoms of maybe uh, a yeast infection or something like that? Definitely. You know, in the last 20 years, there has not been any advancement in the management and treatment of these yeast infections. And I can understand why some women may be resigned or would have given up because time and time again, they have been disappointed because it's the same type of medicine that has been available for women all these years, whether you're getting a cream over the counter or you're getting a prescription medication, it's it's been the same type of medicine. And if you're unfortunate to have a disease that is not responding to that, you get disappointed each time your doctor gives you more of the same. And Mm -hmm. so some women have resigned and not bothered to go, but I'm putting out a call, ladies, it's time to go back because there are new alternatives available to you, some hope on the horizon. So please do check with your healthcare provider to see if these are appropriate for you. Absolutely. Um, it is a yeast infection. I mean, it's hard to imagine <laughs> it, putting those two together, you know, a woman dealing with that. Is it, what is it actually caused by? It's actually caused by um, a fungus, uh, like a yeast is a type of fungus. And in particular, the one called Candida, mostly this type called Candida albicans, but it's a yeast that normally would coexist with the woman in, in, you know, as a normal part of the woman's body. But sometimes things change in a, 
either you take antibiotics or you're under stress or some other thing that changes the balance in how your body uh, puts these organisms in check and the yeast overgrows and starts uh, causing the body to react and cause symptoms. And that's when you get what we call a yeast infection. Um, So the yeast being there always doesn't cause symptoms. It's when things like this happen. And I want to make sure the ladies understand there's no need to be bashful about this because it's not because of anything you have done or have not done. And it's due to these imbalances in the body immune system and other things like the antibiotics you may take that can disrupt the balance. And it's very important to see your doctor, then you get some help and get that treated properly. Absolutely. Um, tell us, uh, Dr. Kezi, uh, as I, uh, the, you're the v- vice president of clinical development of something called Synexis. Can you, yes. can you tell us about this? It, it must be something new. So Synexis, it's a, a biotech company located in New Jersey. And the team really made that informed decision to provide this help for women because it's been a neglected um, area and most drug companies haven't really worked to provide uh, develop a new agent for this. And so in, in 20 years, finally, a company was able to focus on it. And with my team, we were able to get this drug approved for this indication. And I'm very, very happy and delighted because I, you know, as a woman, I know what it feels like to have a yeast infection. And I've had people around me who have had those ones that just won't respond. And you throw up your hand because you don't really have anything else to offer them. But right. finally, there is hope. <laughs> and is there hope? So it, does it alleviate the symptoms or does it get rid of it completely? Um, this, Actually, this drug? This particular uh, novel uh, you know, class of antifungal, that is medicine to treat yeast, they actually kill the organs and kills the yeast. So it gets rid of the symptoms, kills the yeast, and... It's one a day, one day treatment, one day treatment, I mean. Hmm. Mm-hmm. And is it, is it, oh, sorry. so you have to get a, a prescription from it, from your doctor? Yes, it's a prescription only. And again, it's not for everybody, you know. So you need to talk to your doctor to make sure that it's appropriate for you. The drug is Brexafam, but it's not for everybody, particularly pregnant women. I see. So you have to see whether or not you're eligible for it, but it's a one day treatment. And can you see relief if, if you are eligible for, for this particular drug, is it something that you, you use in one day and you completely feel better? Yes. Most of the women in that clinical trial saw relief by the second day and most uh, saw complete resolution of the symptoms completely by day five. Mm-hmm. So it, we do see relief. And again, like every uh, medicine, it doesn't work that well for everybody. And it's not everybody that it is safe for. 
I so you see. need to talk to your healthcare provider. Okay. Nurse Barb, um, do you, you must see a lot of patients um, who come in with these types of symptoms and have you, um, have you seen any of them also uh, with the synexis and being able to, um, you know, actually feel better from it? Well, um, I practice in Silicon Valley and I see a lot of women with vaginal infections, both yeast infections and other kinds. And to Dr. Azier's point, I mean, and she has devoted her life to curing infectious disease. And, and as she said, for 20 years, we really had nothing new. Um, there was only the same types of medications. They worked in exactly the same way and they didn't work for everyone. And so now as a healthcare provider, now that I have something new in my toolbox for women, Mm -hmm. it's very reassuring because when someone like Dr. Azier, who has all of this clinical experience, decided to focus on this particular indication, it was very, it was very nice for us as women's healthcare providers to know that people were listening to what women wanted, because we don't want to minimize this infection. It is very disruptive. Imagine having a paper cut and a mosquito bite in a very tender area. You cannot concentrate. It's hard to be on a Zoom call. It's hard to talk to your kids or your kids' teachers or to to take care of an elderly parent if you're suffering and you're really uncomfortable. So I'm really glad that Dr. Azier has devoted her life to trying to treat these kinds of infections. Absolutely. 100%. And where would be the best uh, place to find out more information to find out if somebody is eligible so that they might discuss it with their nurse practitioner or their doctor? Well, I'd like people to go to www.yourvhealth.com. Now, what do you think V stands for? (laughs) Victory. (laughs) Victory. Well, it stands for victory over vaginal infection. So your vhealth.com for more information. And what a pleasure talking to you today. Oh, absolutely. Thank you so much. You know, sometimes it's, it's, it's the uncomfortable topics that need to come out and really uh, give everyone a chance to just feel relief knowing that um, somebody's thinking about them and there's uh, possibly something to help them because I know that for the, for the women who experience this, it is debilitating and any, any new development is a welcome one. So once again, your V your V as in victory, your V And I'm so grateful to Dr. Nkezi Azaye and uh, nurse Barb Dean. Thank you so much both for being with us today on the way home. I so appreciate it. You're welcome. Thank you. Thanks, Laura. Have a great day. You as well. And you're listening to The Way Home. We'll be right back. Welcome back. You're listening to The Way Home with Laura Smith. Here's Laura. I love this part of the show where we get to focus for, well, a few minutes at least, on all the good things happening in the world. Well, maybe not all of them, but some of them. And for that, we turn to Jim Cleefield. He is my guru of good news, better known as Jimmy Dean. What do you have for us this week? I always save it as a surprise, Jimmy. I never know what you're... I know that you send them to me in advance, but I like to be surprised. So what's the first one this week? Well, I know you love surprises, Laura, and this is a real special story. You know, there are many ways to fall in love. 
aren't there? I mean, in this particular case, how about after heart and lung transplants? This actually happened to a wonderful couple in Texas. I don't know how old they are. I guess it's a young couple here, but anyway, I'll tell you the story. It begins with Bobby Chanel. Back in 2003, about 20 years ago, he was given very little time left to live. You see, he needed a heart transplant. And along the way, he had to wear the defibrillator and pacemaker and other devices to keep him alive. Well, he stayed alive for quite some time until apparently this past January 13th, I presume, he finally did get that heart. But along the way, he was staying at a place called Norris Place. It's in Houston, Texas, and it's a place for heart transplants, their recipients, and their families. And uh, he happened to meet a very, very nice girl along the way while he was in recovery. And uh, her name, uh, and again, he said, Faith kind of gave him some hope, if you will. The word faith, well, we're not talking the spiritual sense here, ladies and gentlemen. No, 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 no. We're talking about faith in terms of the name faith. Faith, it was the woman that he met. And she lived in the... uh, room across from him at Nora's place. And it's a, a, a credible story. They really became smitten with each other because in Faith's particular case, she needed a transplant of her very own. In this case, it was a lung transplant and she had been on and off transplant list for about, I'd say, six years. And they just uh, happened to be across the room from each other. And they really, really got to know each other very, very well. Her name is Faith Crouch, by the way. That's her last name. And uh, they said, you know, we just we want to go out together. I mean, they're both recovering now, and she sees no reason for them not to be together. Wedding bells, anybody? Well, anyway, they're both in recovery right now. They love each other very much, and uh, who knows what their life is going to take them, but uh, it's just tremendous. And again, Norris Place, uh, again, has served many, many patients over the years since it opened back in 2013. And again, this place was what really brought them together. The first time they've been matchmakers? I would think so. <laughs> yeah. I think that's incredible, you know, because when you think about it, it's, you know, a lot of people, you know, turn to online dating and things like that. And there's nothing wrong with it. And a lot of people I know have actually found true love on there. But what I love are these stories of kismet or, you know, something remarkable like this that you could almost write a movie around it. I mean, it seems almost too perfect to be true, but it is true. So that is just one of those. That's incredible. And uh, so... Hopefully, the the heart and the lung patient have super long lives of of love and happiness together. I loved it. Thank you so much, Jim. What else you got for us? Well, one of my favorite subjects we talk about on the show, well, not every show, but most of the time, of course, we talk about furries. But I want to mention this story about an heroic black lab named Max because... He saved the life of his owner, and this was also in Texas, by the way, uh, a woman who had been missing for uh, at least three days. Her name is Sherry Knopf. She's 63 years old, and I guess she went jogging one day in uh, George Bush Park. And uh, for whatever reason, she had been gone missing for three days, at least what the reports were saying. And nobody really knew where she was, where she was at the time. So uh, after three days later, some volunteers were trying to find her. They went to this park because they knew she was familiar with. And we also remember, by the way, that she has dementia, so she can't really think on her feet very well. And whatever happened, she must have had some sort of a fall, not a major one. She had some cuts and bruises. But the sound of the dog barking, Max's voice, Hint, it gave uh, volunteers a, a sign of where she was. They heard they heard the barking, and luckily they were able to find Sherry. And uh, it's just it's tremendous the fact that that dog's voice saved her life because otherwise they never would have found her. And uh, I remember her daughter saying that, uh, oh, she's so excited. I mean, Max is really just a genuine hero. And, and again, pets are more. 
than our family. I mean, they can be heroes. They are lifesavers. And in particular, in this case, uh, they shaved, saved Sherry's life uh, because the fact that that dog, you know, had the presence of mind to bark and loud as possible. And all of a sudden, there were the volunteers on a very dark night. This happened in the middle of the night, about 3 a.m. I guess it wasn't a very well-lit place. And again, by the miracle of all miracles, this dog saved this woman's life. So uh, she's indebted to him for a long, long time. That's really great. I mean, seriously, if that's last week, you had one about the three legged dog that saved the otter. That's right. And now you've now you've got this dog, Max, who saved his uh, owner three o'clock in the morning. Pretty incredible stuff there. Well, that's beautiful. Thank you very much. And I know you with your new dog at Dogtopia and uh, watching how many dogs I should say. Yes. You told us last week that you were carrying uh, up to 40 dogs. As many as 40. It depends on the day. As many as. So wait a second. So is this like a daycare so they get dropped off every day? Pretty much. Uh, it's a daycare. There's a spa. Whatever your needs are for your dog. I mean, they can be there five days a week. They can be six days a week. They can have there's a suite for them if they like. Uh, I mean, we really try to make them, you know, we're the godparents. OK. And you, know, you have the parents and you have the god poppy like me and the god mommies to try to take care of these pets as their very own. And I really take that job very seriously because uh, having been around dogs all my whole life, I mean, I really take a lot of pride in that. And it's very important you know, to keep them in health, a safe environment. Those are the two things that we stress at Dogtopia. And I really, really try to do it to the very best of my ability, because if the dogs are happy and the pet parents are happy and my bosses are happy, guess what? I'm going to be happy because I know we got the job done. Oh, my goodness. You are really like the ultimate pet sitter. You better be careful. People are going to hear this show and they're going to want to hire you for to you know come personally. Well, I mean, my mentor said you are the dog whisperer. I mean, he wasn't kidding. And my sister said the same thing. And every time I see them, you know, sleeping and relaxed, it's just and they're not fighting with each other. I mean, that's what I know. I got the job done. That's the end game here for me. The end game is to see them happy because we want them to have the greatest day ever. That's our motto there. Oh, I, that is so touching. The greatest day ever. Well, that is wonderful stuff. Thank you so much. And we will, of course, have another episode for you as every single week here. Try to bring you different stories and different uh, voices to make a difference in your life on some level, one way or another, and do it with love. So thank you all for listening to The Way Home again. And thank you to Balance of Nature, Fruits and Veggies in a Capsule, which you can order and get extreme and optimal health by having the right amount of fruits and vegetables every day. Go to balanceofnature.com and put Laura into the promo code. That way they know you heard it right here. Have a wonderful week, everybody. Be well, be safe, be healthy, happy, and we'll see you next time on The Way Home. I'm Laura Smith.